Hey, everybody out there. This is Jackie Bauer again, and I'm thinking some derby thoughts. Uh, today I'll be solo because uh, while Coach Dan talks are from a coach's perspective, I'd like to bring out something from a skater's perspective, or in this case, maybe just a person's perspective. And today I really just want to dive into fear and how it stops us from doing things. You let in a little bit of fear, and before you know it, you're putting up walls, and you're like, oh, I'm going to wrap myself in a little blanket like a burrito and hide from the world. It's amazing how one tiny fear can grow and grow and then stop you from doing things that you love doing. And I've been thinking about this because something happened to me recently, and at first, I wasn't sure if I wanted to share this story because I was afraid of sharing this story that it would say something about me, about what people maybe think of me, because I have a bit of a reputation for, you know, training really hard off skates. This is what people know about me. This is what they know of me. But um, as Coach Dan likes to remind me, uh, Kenny Powers from Eastbound and Down would say, you know, not trying to be the best at exercising. It reminds me, you know, it has to be for a purpose. You're not just trying to be the best at exercising. So I love doing box jumps. I love jumping. It's really fun and I can be really good at it. And um, if anyone is personally friends with me on Facebook, you probably saw a video a month ago of me jumping to the highest level on the box that um, I got to build with my dad on Father's Day. It was a really big moment for me. I was really excited about it. It was a jump I totally thought I could do, and I was so excited when I got to prove it to myself that I absolutely could do it. And so I was... I was just on a cloud, so happy, so full of endorphins. It was great. So fast forward a couple weeks later, I got out the box and like, I'm going to do some more box jumps now. And I was doing some like one-legged box jumps and my left leg turns out to be a little bit weaker than my right. And I slipped. And when I slipped, I hit my shin really hard on wooden box when I landed. And, uh, I did not get the bruise I deserved for how much it hurt, but uh, it kind of gave me pause, made me think maybe I shouldn't be doing any more jumps today. And it made me look at, like start developing theories for why this happened. Like, well, okay, my left leg is weaker. Uh, last time I was really well rested and this time I did a two mile run first. Maybe my legs were a little bit more tired. It's a hotter day. And for some reason I decided to do this in my running shoes instead of my cross training shoes, which have a different kind of heel, which can affect the way you might land on the box. So I had all these reasons for why it didn't work. Like, okay, these are the reasons it, it's not, it's not me. It's all these reasons. Um, even a few days later, I managed to do some box jumps of the same height at a different location on a nice soft box, but, um, I was still slipping. I was slipping and landing on a soft box and I'm like, what gives? I was landing jumps higher than this just two weeks ago. Why am I slipping now? Well, because I have a little bit of fear now, uh, for the first time I didn't make a jump and it hurt. My body remembers how much it hurt. 
<laughs> um, it was worried about getting hurt again. <laughs> uh, so some time passes and I keep seeing that box in my garage and I haven't been using it because my, I'm like, oh, I'm just not feeling it today. I'm coming up with excuses. But the real reason is I've allowed a little bit of fear inside of me and that fear grew. So yesterday I said, enough is enough. I don't want to live with this fear. I've got to go do this again. So I do level one and it's fine. Everything is fine. I set up the box for level two and you already know I made it to three, which is a lot higher, but I'm looking at two and I have doubt and I keep looking at it and looking at it and I keep circling it. I give myself pep talks out loud, like, come on, you know how to do this. You can do this. Please just do this. And every time I go for it, my body chokes and just doesn't, doesn't even come off the ground. I, I go back down to the lower level and come back. Just nothing. It's, it's agonizing. And this puts me in a full blown, like I can see the word coward written in caps lock on my forehead. I, all I can think is, oh my God, why is this happening? I shouldn't have this doubt. I'm so good at this. Why can't I do this right now? Like what, what's really the worst thing that could happen? I'll, I'll fall again and get another bruise. That wasn't even that big a deal. It's healed by now. I'm fine. The problem is it left a bruise on my brain. There's a bruise in my mind about what I can do now. And that made me start to question, what does this say about me, about my identity? Like, I'm supposed to be really good at this. What would people think if they knew? These are all really silly thoughts. I just am sharing them because I bet I'm not the only one that has them. And maybe it would make someone else feel better about the thoughts they have if they hear mine. So... I had to, you know, come back with some logic and be like, okay, there are plenty of things that are what I do, but not who I am. I am not my box jump. A box jump is something I can do, but it's not who I am. I am not the last jam that I performed in. If I had a bad jam, I am not that jam. That does not define me. That was just something that happened. The next one could be a lot better. And that one doesn't define me either. It's what I do moment to moment. You know, it, I mean, let's say, let's, let's look at your job. Let's say you're a nurse. Is that who you are? What happens someday when you retire and you're no longer at that job? I think that's why some people have difficulty retiring because it's something that's who they are, but maybe who you are is someone who really cares about taking care of other people. And that never has to stop. You know, who you are is who you decide to be and your latest personal record does not define you. Your latest failure does not define you. I'm not a failure. I'm only, I only become a failure if I stop trying. If I decide, oh, I'm just not going to do this now. So um, let's, before I finish that story, let's skip to a different story just to make this really rambly and confusing. Uh, I think you'll enjoy that. Um, a few years ago, back in 2012, I went on my first trip by myself. I I led a pretty safe childhood. I didn't take a lot of risks. And this was a bigger risk for me in my life. Like I was going international travel by myself. And I was going to go work with exotic animals in Africa uh, at this beautiful place way out in the country in Namibia. 
under the stars. I was going to be doing farm work all day, hanging out with cheetahs and vervet monkeys and baboons and lions and just all sorts of animals and getting to know them better and in turn getting to know myself. And I fell in love with the baboons, especially the juvenile ones, the ones that are ages like two to three. Chloe and Abu were my favorites. Um, if you go back in my personal profile, you can find a picture of both of them sitting on my head. I love them so much. Um, they're so sweet. And because I developed such a special relationship with these two animals that I just care so much about, I thought I'm ready to go meet some of the adult baboons. And we were warned that the adults didn't like women. I, I, I know it's, it's silly, but they were kind of anti-women. And if you went in there, you could get attacked. You could get bitten. Um, they might just try to bully you. But I was told that sometimes they were okay with women. And I'm like, okay, you're telling me there's a chance. I would like to go try this because I don't want to be afraid. And if this works, it could be an amazing experience. And if it doesn't, at least I tried and I got to practice bravery. I got to get my confidence reps in because risk-taking is a part of life. And the more risks you take, the more you think about what you can do. So um, I went in with uh, another uh, young man uh, just to have somebody with me. That was the recommended procedure. And I went in there and I sat down. I allowed them to come to me. And um, the alpha, I believe his name was Elvis. Uh, yeah, I know. He came over. He was not happy. Uh, he came over and immediately bit me. And you're not supposed to react at all. You're supposed to just allow it to happen and just not react. If you react, it could get a lot worse. So he bit me a few times and I didn't react. That's plan A. Plan B is I was also told by some of these other uh, volunteers that you should just uh, fight back and achieve dominance and then uh, he'll stop biting you. So he told me, you know, if he comes and bites you, throw him away from you. This baboon that is much stronger than you, just throw him away and, and come off as the alpha. Like, okay, I'm going to try this now. So I throw him off of me and he comes back. And I throw him off of me again and he comes back and I, I get low to the ground. Luckily I've been playing derby. I've got a really wide stance. I've got my arms out super wide. I'm trying to make myself look as big as possible and I will not show him my back. And I'm letting him know, like, what are you going to do? <laughs> and so he keeps coming at me and I keep throwing him off of me, just letting him know like what? Well, after about uh, five minutes straight of this, I'm getting tired. I don't think I can maintain this forever. Uh, so I, I tell the other volunteer, like, hey, I need you to create a distraction for me so I can escape the enclosure because I can't continue much longer in this dance of domination with this baboon. And so uh, he does, and I get out, and I think I'm fine. I think I'm fine. I've been bitten at least six times. I am. I notice I'm bleeding and then I sink to the ground slowly because my I, I turns out I'm in shock. I'm 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 fine. I end up being fine. You know, there are some cuts that need to be cleaned out. Uh, it was more the the shock that scared me more than anything else. The fact that I went into it, and what the volunteer dad did 
immediately after my, I was done with first aid was he said, come with me. And he took me right back to that enclosure. And he said, we're going in. And I said, okay, because he didn't want me to, to be afraid. You know, I had had a failure and he didn't want me to have that sink, sink into me and be stuck with it forever. So he took me back in there and you know what? That guy, that volunteer dad is so big and strong and achieved his alpha status a long time ago. Nobody would mess with him. Uh, I got to play with the other baboons because Elvis wouldn't come near him. <laughs> I, I did not get attacked. Everything was fine. It was a nice experience and I felt braver for it. And just to make sure that I wasn't harboring this fear, I actually did go in one other time while I was staying there uh, and delivered some food and came right back out. I didn't hang out, uh, but I just needed to prove to myself, I'm still not afraid of them. I've learned that I prefer the juveniles because they're so much more affectionate and sweet, but I'm not afraid. I survived. Nothing terrible happened to me. I made it through this encounter. I'm braver than I was before because uh, it's okay to feel fear. It really is. But uh, I, I can't remember the quote. I'm going to paraphrase, but basically you can't harbor fear. You can't you know, set up a, a guest room for fear. You can't say, hey, fear, you can move in with me now and eat all my food in the fridge and take advantage of me. <laughs> you're not going to stay here. It's okay if you visit, but you're not staying. I'm, I'm putting you out. <laughs> uh, so let's go back to my box jump story. So uh, the next day after I've gotten my mind right, I thought about all the things I've achieved. I got my confidence in check. I went back and watched the video of me doing the box jump so I can remind myself how much joy I had when I got to the top level of that box and why I'm doing this. It has to be something important enough to do. <laughs> and I'm like, this is just too important to let go. Maybe I don't necessarily need to do box jumps to be good at roller derby, but this is something I enjoy doing and I, I'm not going to stop doing it because I'm a little bit afraid right now. So I figured out a way to trick my mind. I looked at my bed and realized my bed is really high off the ground. If I can box jump my bed, I bet it's similar. I'm going to do that right now and absolutely nothing bad will happen to me so I can do this. So I box jump my bed. It is so great. It is fine. I clear it easily. And I, I jump like 10 times in a row just to be like, yeah, this is fine. I've got this. And then I go get a measuring tape and I find out that the bed is actually three inches shorter uh, than, or no, it's one inch shorter than the top level of my wooden box, the level three. And it's three inches higher than the jump I was trying to make the day before that I couldn't make because my body wasn't coming along for the ride and was holding me back. So I marched straight outside, put the box straight to level two, no warm-up jumps. I've already done them inside on the bed and immediately jumped. I'm fine. I got there. No problem. I jumped 10 more times. And then just to convince it to myself, I randomly walk around, do some other workout stuff, and then come up to be like, boom, I can do it again right now. I can do this anytime I want to because I can physically do this. It's only my mind that was holding me back. <laughs> I can do this anytime. 
But I did convince myself of that. Even though I had like video evidence, I could do this. I had to prove it to myself again. Like just doing something once isn't going to be enough to completely get rid of that fear. Like uh, I used to have a fear of heights. The first time I went um, and like hiked up a mountain and then did some rock climbing to get to the top of the mountain. And I was scared. But I looked around at that view and I was like, I am so, this view is so beautiful. I am so exhilarated by this experience. I could not bear to let my fear of heights stop me from enjoying a moment like this again. So every time we went somewhere where there was a pretty hike in a mountain, I'm like, I want to go climb a, mo- climb a mountain on this trip. We need to climb a mountain because I wanted to experience that again. But now it's been several years since I've done that. If I went to go do it today, would I be afraid? I might. I might be a little bit more afraid than I was last time I did it because it's been a while, but I could overcome that. You have to keep pushing yourself. You can't just be like, I did it one time. Now I'll never be afraid of this again because otherwise you might give an opportunity for that fear to creep in. (laughs) It might come back and you don't need that. You can face the fear, face it again and again, do things that are scary to you over and over again. Like Last week, I wore shorts that were really short. I was really scared to wear them. Would anything terrible happen to me? No, but I was really self-conscious of my thick thighs and I thought people might judge me, but I said, no, this is a bravery exercise. I'm going to wear these short shorts and it's going to be fine. And you know what? It was nothing bad happened to me. I'm sharing these stories with you right now. I don't think anything bad's going to happen to me. (laughs) And, uh, When I talked about this whole thing with Coach Dan, he brought up how skaters feel doing their 27 and 5, how sometimes it's not physical. It becomes completely a mental exercise. They start thinking about all the times they haven't made it. They haven't been able to finish their time trial. And that's what ends up holding them back instead of what their body can do. Like they're so close and then somehow they choke and they fall, but don't get themselves back up again because they... They just don't want to face it. But really, what's the worst that could happen to you doing that? You could make it. I, If you slip and fall, so what? I've seen a lot of people slip and fall and still make it. So be brave. Just keep trying. Keep doing something. Like, I mean, what, what do you, first you have to learn how to skate for five minutes. Then you have to learn how to skate 27 laps in a row without stopping. And then you know, you, you make little adjustments here and there to your form and you get there. And then when you get there, it's usually one of the biggest accomplishments people get in roller derby. It's like one of your first big moment, like, yes, now I can go scrimmage with the team. I'm eligible to play in games and have more fantastic, memorable moments going forward. This one thing was holding me back and now I've got it. That's one of those examples of something that's completely worth it because you let a little bit of fear in, you start building this, this box around yourself and you tell yourself, it's okay. I don't need to face it. It's fine. But the walls start closing in. I mean, I had been nervous about the level three on my box and then I couldn't do the level two. That's the walls closing in. That's exactly what that is. But the only way out is through. You have to face it. You have to do something to face it. Even if it's completely fooling your brain, like I had to do. Come at it from a different angle. 
uh, just whatever you do, practice bravery every day. Something that's brave. Take a risk. I sent an email to a skater I really admire that I'm hoping to meet at RollerCon to see if I could interview her for this podcast. I don't know if it'll work out, but I was brave enough to ask because what's the worst that could happen? She doesn't respond at all or she says no. Uh, oh, well, <laughs> it doesn't really uh, hurt me. I don't have to worry about that. So the next time your fear is holding you back, just think about doing something brave. Anything. It could be not related to that, but you just need those confidence reps. You need bravery reps in your life. Even if it has to be a completely different thing, just to start feeling that bravery. And because then you'll start wanting to do other things. Like I've never, uh, I know the girls up in Marquette, Michigan have lovely cliffs they can dive off of into the water. I've never done that. I'd be really nervous to do it, but I think someday I should try <laughs> just to see, to see if I could do it. <laughs> and um, I hope that the story helps somebody else and that maybe you enjoyed my derby thoughts because we're thinking about derby, thinking derby thoughts. Boo, boo. Hey there, friends. Want to know how you can support the Power Through the Fourth Whistle Roller Derby podcast and look super cool doing it? Our store has a bunch of roller derby designs that can be put on all kinds of super soft, high quality t-shirts, tank tops, sweatshirts, hoodies, notebooks, mugs, stickers, blankets, and more at Threadless. Whether you love cartoon animals on roller skates, like our Apex Predator T-Rex, or jam a llama to messages like Roller Derby Strong and My Mom Plays Roller Derby, there's really something for everybody. Visit powerforthwhistle.threadless.com. That's P-O-W-E-R, the number four, T-H-W-H-I-S-T-L-E dot threadless.com. Thank you for your support, and back to our show.